I'm Andrew Piver, and this is NT News Sports Talk. On today's show, we talk about NRL NT9s, Country of Origin, FFA Cup, local cricket, the Territory Thunder, and also have a look at some of the NT stars making a mark in the AFL. Hi everybody, welcome again to NT News Sports Talk. I'm joined today by NT News Sports Journos Jack Hislop and the great man himself, Gray Morris. Boys, how are you both going? Good morning. Yeah, pretty good, Andrew. Okay, we'll jump right into it and start with the NRL NT9s competition, which kicks off this weekend. Eight men's teams and five women's teams are hitting the park. Jack, I'm guessing there won't be a lot of tackling done. Nines is all about the tries, isn't it? That's correct, uh, Andrew. Um, yeah, it should be a pretty entertaining, entertaining tournament. Uh, nine players aside, nine minutes per half. Uh, I think they, each team play about four um, round-robin matches. Um, during the day, and then semi-finals and a, and a final at the end. Um, there's a team coming from uh, the Kimberley region called the East Kimberley Eagles mm-hmm. um, in the men's competition. Uh, that's the eighth team in that competition, um, with the seven others being the regular NRL NT clubs. Um, so it's looking uh, like a pretty good tournament. I know Brothers won it uh, last year. Um, they've got a they're known for their attacking football um, and their flair, so their style is suited to the Nines uh, format. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's hard to tell who's going to win because uh, uh, every team has their, their flair and their exciting players. Uh, they're, ex- they're exciting back, so it should be, uh, should be a good tournament. Uh, in, the, in the women's side of the draw, um, there's five teams. Uh, the Northern Sharks have got a new... Uh, side entering the competition this year, so this will be their first hit out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, looks like Sisters, uh, which is Brothers uh, Women's side, they'll be uh, hard to beat. They won last year's 13 uh, side grand final 50 nil, so Ooh. they're going to be tough to beat. They're led by... Sounds like a 50 nil. They're, they're led by uh, Jaylene Bonson at halfback. She... Uh, She's a bit of a star. She won uh, the best and fairest last year, best on ground in the grand final. She was the highest point scorer in the competition and also the highest try scorer. So she completely dominated that competition. She sounds like an overachiever. She uh, she she uh, had had a pretty good season. Her style is going to be uh, very well suited to the to the nines format. So um, with less players on the field, she's going to have more space to run, and uh, yeah, it could be a. Uh, could be a bit of a sight watching her play, so it should be exciting. You look at the Auckland Nines, it's proven very popular at NRL level, and you look at the global reach of sevens in rugby union, do you think the Nines format is a good way to attract more people to rugby league? Um, yes and no, for people who uh, don't watch rugby league at all, for the first time it probably is a little bit more exciting than the 13 side game, but uh, for most people who a purist and have followed rugby league for a long time. I think they prefer the 13 side game. So it probably does attract more people to the to the game. But uh, they're good they're good uh, events to have one, one, once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back to back days over the weekend. Um, but yeah, it's a bit Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Fair enough. And switching codes now to rugby union this weekend. It's country of origin with Aussie NT rugby players taking on Kiwi NT rugby players in a trans Tasman clash. Now, from what I understand, Jack, the Aussies actually beat the Kiwis in last year's game, and that can't sit well with the New Zealand lads, losing to Aussies in Rugby Union. No, it won't, especially because the score was 45-17. They got flogged. Um, the year before, the Kiwis won 22-16. So uh, 
over over the years, I suppose it has been pretty even. Um, Kiwi is a coach by uh, Kajarena coach Joe Albert, who's a former professional player in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, Aussies are coached by Braden Early, um, and the the Kiwis, uh, most notably, their star players would probably be uh, Joe Tuasuva from Kajarena, uh, Liam Walker from, from Uni. Um, he started the season really well at, at fullback, so um, they'll be in for a good show. While uh, Australia have. Uh, Dragons captain Drew Tobin and, and Robbie Butcher, who scored 20 points in the corresponding match last year uh, for the Aussie, Aussie side. Um, yeah, it should be should be interesting to see who wins. It's it's hard to really make a tip or a prediction because both sides only have two training sessions the week leading up to the match, so it's hard to get that continu- continuity uh, within their players, but... Um, yeah, it'll be good. It's representative footy, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the best of the best. It should be an interesting clash. Now, moving to soccer and grey, there was an FFA Cup match this week with the Mendel Aces defeating Port Darwin. Was it a bit of an upset, would you say? Yes, it was. Uh, Mendel coming from behind, though. They trailed 1-0, uh, scored the last two goals. One goal early in the second half and one goal in the 92nd minute. 92nd, So they break Port Darwin's heart. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like it was a pretty uh, exciting match to watch. Yes, and it means that Port Darwin, of course, uh, means that Mindel Aces go through to the next round of the qualifying, and they've already got their eyes on representing the Northern Territory in the round of 32, but that, that's a few matches away yet. The local competition kicks off this weekend with a big grand final rematch? Yes, Hellenic versus Olympic. Um, Olympic will want to uh, take revenge after... Last year's uh, grand final loss, they won the premiership but not the grand final, so uh, they're they're out to get them. Um, they got a new new uh, new coach as well, um, Olympic. After Steve Lollius uh, stood down, I think he was pretty long long serving there, so it's a bit of a change up for Olympic. Is there a normally a bit of feeling when these two sides take the uh, part? Yes, there is the the annual Greek derby, Andrew. Uh, they, they they like each other off the field. They don't like each other a whole lot on the field. So it's red and white versus blue and white. That's the way we like it. And we'll jump to cricket now, Gray, in this proposed four-franchise strike league. They're planning for Darwin. Sounds pretty exciting. It does. They're, uh, they're anticipating getting interstate players up too from the Futures League. And the Futures League, if you don't know, are under-23 players mm-hmm. from around Australia, from every state, Queensland, West Australia, South Australia, uh, even the ACT. So, uh, but uh, when I spoke to Troy Watson, the boss of NT Cricket, you say he emphasised he doesn't want to overload the local teams with interstate recruits. He wants a lot of local kids to actually play in this uh, fifty-over um, game. So it'll be interesting. It'll be played on the same weekend as normal cricket. So um, we'll just have to wait and see how it how it how it pans out. I guess. Are you going to put your hand up? Dust off the pads? Well, I would have if I were 25 years younger, but uh, unfortunately I'm not. Selling yourself short, Gray. Uh, Moving to Aussie rules now, and after having a break last weekend, the NT Thunder are back in action on Saturday when they travel to take on the Redland Bombers, who are winless after three games this season. Now, the Thunder have one win and one loss from their two matches. Gray, is this a game the Thunder would pencil in for a win, do you think? Well, you'd you'd hope so, Andrew. They they lost to, to a very good Brisbane Lions outfit two weeks ago. Had a bye last week, of course, so they're mm-hmm. nice and fresh, enthusiastic. They'll jump on a plane on Friday morning and fly to Brisbane for the game on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Redland, as you say, is, say a zip and three. 
So you would expect Thunder to come out snarling and uh, grab some points, and not only grab the point, but grab them well, because they need to build their percentage. Mm-hmm. So you think a big win? I think so. Okay, and sticking to the Aussie rules theme, the next generation of Territory players are starting to make their mark on the AFL through the likes of Brandon Parfitt, Daniel Rioli and Ben Long. And you know, these young fellows can play, but can't they grow? They can. They, they've all, all come up through the ranks in the NT, of course, through their local clubs and also NT Thunder. Uh, but it's terrific to see these kids coming through, uh, what, 20 years after the likes of uh, White and, and Michael Long and all these guys. Mm-hmm. These guys are, have re-emerged, and it's terrific. We had 10 players, actually, from the uh, NT and AFL ranks last round, which mm-hmm. is great. And, well, while we've got you here, you're a very passionate Cats supporter, and they had a very big, uh, convincing win over the Hawks on Easter Monday. And, look, a lot of obituaries have been written about the Hawks, um, that the dynasty is well and truly over, that they've fallen off a cliff. Do you think they can come back this season at all, or is it... All over Red Rover? Well, I think I think the experts, and there's lots of them down there in the media, isn't there, in Melbourne, but I think the window is slowly closing on Hawthorne, but I don't think it's completely closed yet. I think even though they're zipping four, they've got 19 ga- 18 games left, I think, to um, to probably win. A, they'd have to win 11, I'd say, to make, make the eight, and whether they can do that with their ageing list uh, remains to be seen. But certainly uh, all the honours were with those cats of mine on Monday, they're very, very good and of course we owed Hawthorne big time for some of the damage they've done to mm-hmm. us in the last few years. The cats bound for the top four, do you think? Well, you'd hope so. They've got everything going for them. They've got good running players, very good defence, good midfield. Perhaps lack a bit up forward. Uh, there's a bit of a major alliance on Tommy Hawkins but mm-hmm. apart from that, perhaps uh, yes, I'd say a top four, at, at least. Hopefully. Hopefully. Adelaide have started pretty well. Do you think they're the real deal, or is it well, the, come undone a bit later in the season? They would have to be the flag favourites, I think, early on. Uh, they've looked very, very good in all four of their wins. And, of course, I'm hearing a bit of squawking from the Richmond supporters too, which is un- which is actually quite normal at this time Very of normal, year. very normal. At this time of year. But uh, come come half of the year towards the end, I think they'll be very quiet. Yeah. Because we, I, I think they'll fade again, as they always do. Well, we can... Only hope, no. We don't mean that. We, we love Richmond. We love Richmond up here. Um, guys, thank you very much for taking part in this podcast and thank you all for listening. Okay, thank you. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the US, and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.